Robert Charles Durnham Mitchum, born August 6, 1917, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And he had that voice. From Out of the Past, 1947, River of No Return, 1954, The Night of the Hunter. 1955, Thunder Road, 1958, Cape Fear, 1962, El Dorado, 1966, Ryan's Daughter, 1970, and The Friends of Eddie Coyle, 1973. He was nominated for an Academy Award for the story of G.I. Joe in 1945. He is rated at number 23 on the American Film Institute's list of the greatest film stars of the classic American cinema. And he died on July 1st, 1997, just a month shy of 80. And he had that voice. And I mentioned him last night when we were talking about John Houston. Because he did Heaven Knows Mr. Allison with... Well, directed by Mr. John Houston. Robert Mitchum was a good-looking son of a bitch. And he could act. But unlike many of his contemporaries, he just didn't give a shit. He smoked pot. He played the bongos. And like I said, he had that voice. Nobody sounded like Robert Mitchum. Nobody. Nobody. He hosted Saturday Night Live. He starred alongside his former neighbor, Norma Jean Baker. And then he did a really great film in 1955 that at the time did not do too well. It was directed by Charles Lawton. Charles Lawton never directed another film after this. And I think had people embraced the film, he would have directed many other films. This is this is Robert Mitchum at his best. Good morning, ladies. I do. Why, you're Miss Cooper, I take it. It's about that John and that Pearl. Oh, them poor little lambs. To think I never hope to see them again in this world. Oh, dear madam, if you was to know what a crown of thorns I have borne in my search for them straight chicks. Ruby, go fetch them kids. Oh, madam, I see you're looking at my hands. Would you like me to tell you the little story of left hand, right hand, the tale of good and evil? It was with this left hand that old brother Kane struck the blow that laid his brother low. Them kids is yours? My own flesh and blood. Where's your missus? Uh, she run off with a drummer during prayer meeting. Where's she at? Down the river, Summers, Parkersburg, maybe a... Night of the Hunter scared me as a child. The Robert Mitchum character with a great script by a man called James Agee. It was Charles Lawton's only film that he directed. It has a character played by Mitchum who is a preacher, supposedly a man of God, but in fact he's an avenging angel. And he's pursuing these young children through the forest because he thinks they know where their daddy's or mommy's fortune is buried. Robert Mitchum is, is one of my favorite all-time actors. And it's, it's great because I still discover him in things 
you know, that I didn't realize he was in. I discovered uh, uh, Night of the Hunter. And I don't remember whether I was in an art film or whether I saw it on The Late Show. And the, and, and the way that Charles Lawton shot him, he looks he's massive. I mean, he's like shoulders frame to frame in that. And, but, and that song, I mean, the counterpoint of that song he sings in that, that hymn, we know from the get-go this is a sick puppy, a big, brutal, sick puppy. So we're not dealing with that element of surprise. He's just, he's coming. He almost oozes around door frames, and it's just an amazing, amazing performance. I think it's one of the scariest films ever made. And again, by the sheer power of the performance of Robert Mitchum, with no real makeup, just the way he would look and throw his voice and his attitude, and it's outrageous. He's playing a character who's outrageous that you would think of as a clown if you didn't know that he was so lethal. And he has this great speech about love and hate. In that film, Robert Mitchum has love and hate tattooed on his fingers. And at the time, in the hip-hop world, they had these name rings. So I said, let's put love and hate on each one of these rings and then I just borrowed uh, that speech from the movie that's Spike Lee William Friedkin and Robert Eglund Freddy Cougar himself talking about Robert Mitchum isn't that awesome so awesome that they love that character you know like I said that character that film was not a hit when it came out it took decades for it to be a hit kind of kind of along the lines of it's a wonderful life different different film of course escapó de casa sin rumbo en trenes de tercera después de ser expulsado del instituto por violento y camorrista Fue arrestado por vagancia en varias ocasiones y condenado a trabajos forzosos. Pasará usted 30 días en la penitenciaría de Mountley. Más tarde canalizó. Would you like me to tell you the little story of right hand, left hand? H A T E L O V E H O V E L T O Brother left left hand T man T O O T V T Brother left left hand T man T O T T O O L O Sir O V T V T V O V E Mitchum did a lot of films and then in 1962 he did a film that scared the shit out of people that was the beauty of Robert Mitchum but this was serious and this was disturbing
suspense. Suspense that grips your heart in a vice. Feel fear. Numbing, paralyzing fear. Gregory Peck is the good guy and Robert Mitchum is the bad guy. Robert Mitchum was this versatile actor. But like I said, he had that voice. He even did he did folk songs. He did an album and he had that song Thunder Road, title uh, of the film, Thunder Road. Yeah. He was very interesting. Very fascinating. You watch him in interviews and it's like, whoa. He did so many great films. He did The Sundowners, where he plays this Australian... I think he's a sheep herder. ...continent of Australia. And these people are of that rare breed you'll find nowhere else, the Sundowners. We're behind the scenes of the Warner Brothers production, directed by Fred Zinnemann of Nun Story fame. He went all the way to the Congo with the Nun Story. Now he's gone 8,000 miles off the beaten track to tell the untold story of this new kind of people. And he's brought it back fresh with the zest of a new kind of motion picture experience. For two unforgettable hours, you'll go along with the Sundowners, living a rich, lusty life you've never known before. You'll bask at the warmth of Ida with all that beauty under a coat of dust. You'll ride out with Carmody, a man of long silences, loud songs, and sudden action. You'll riot in the swagger of Vinegar, said to be the son of a duke. You'll strive to understand with Jean, a debutante only two years before. You'll discover life anew with Sean, turning from boy into man. You'll meet Turk and Liz and Evans, and altogether the most exciting offbeat bunch whoever attached themselves to a wonderful story. If you're going to be a driver, look like a driver. You get rid of that silly flaming hat. Let me tell you about this silly flaming hat, my good man. And don't call me that. I'm not your good man. What do you prefer, boss? Educate me, Dale. Tell me what women do like. All right. No, 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 no. Around here, we do everything by the bell. Get up by the bell, go to sleep by the bell, eat by the bell. 
washed by the bell. We ain't got a bell for that, are we? That is Out of the Past from 1947, Heaven Knows Mr. Allison. Out of the Past made Robert Mitchum a star. He had been, you know, a bit player. He worked to help to build airplanes during the 1940s, during the Second World War. But it was 
Out of the Past, directed by Jacques Tourneur, that made him a star for RKO. What a star. What a fascinating human being. And not many stars of the past hosted Saturday Night Live, but he did. And if I can check... I hate these commercials. I hate these commercials. And I'm sure Robert Mitchum would hate them too. (laughs) This aired on November 14th, screw up, I may miss out on that 110th movie. <laughs> I've, uh, I've done a lot of movies, and I remember them all, too. One of my first appearances in films was with Laurel and Hardy. I think it was a comedy, but that's what I thought of Wins of War, too. <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen tonight? All I know for sure is in 90 minutes, I go to a party. That sounds good to me. There's not much I haven't seen in this world, and there's even less that I haven't done. In fact, after this show, there'll be nothing I haven't done. So stick around. We've got a musical group called Simply Red. We'll be right back. That's the Evervescent. Is he Evervescent, or is he just Robert Mitchum? He did a really great interview that I want to play for you with Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett of his day. I mean, he he had everyone on there. This is 50 years ago. Week in New York, a lady. Here we go. However, been known in his day, from beginning to end, uh, to terrify interviewers. I, I'm assuming this is not the end, of course. Tonight, he was a study in. Uh, contradictions they say that about him all those cliches but certainly a fascinating man and um, he is as you all know a very big star we welcome please mr robert mitchum one more person had told me how many times you've terrified interviewers i wouldn't have been able to do this uh, tonight is that is that exaggerated at all um how do you <coughs> generally go about it i really don't know i don't oh, I, I don't feel that i terrify interviewers they more or less terrify me uh, I, there's a lady present who uh, knows something about my 
reputation with interviewers. I, uh, for instance, one time when I was working at RKO, which was, you know, I was a fixture. Every studio had one mule, and I was their mule. And there was an English lady whose name was Violet. I remember that. Violet? Violet, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has been credited to a lot of other ladies. But anyway, she was sitting on the dressing room, and I was working on a picture with uh, Janie Russell. And she said, uh, is this your first film with Miss Russell? And I said, yes, it is. She said, uh, do you enjoy working with Miss Russell? And I said, yeah. And uh, she said, do you plan any further films with Miss Russell? And I said, no. Was, you know, mine wasn't the planning department. You know? Mine was the uh, yes and no. You know? So she said, uh, do you like this film? And I said, no, I don't. So I enjoy making it, you know. I said, but, you know, she said, don't you think it's a good film? I said, it's a lousy film. <laughs> so she burst into tears and ran out, and she said, I can't talk to him. Well, I answered every question, you know, as well as I possibly could, but... Hmm. But maybe she was supposed to do a 2,000-word article, and uh, she would have appreciated the probably longer answers. That's well, a lot of times... I... I, I yeah, I guess, you know, but... <laughs> not there really for her uh, edification you know, her. well you, you've never had a is it true you've never had a press agent i said that one time and uh i think joyce haber said that it was quoted by a press agent by my press agent i don't know i, re I don't recall having one i suppose when i was under contract the various studios of various organizations there were press agents you know so you've never, never sought publicity. It isn't part of your nature to, oh God, to like bed, to. No, I'm trying to hide. Yeah. See, so he says he's trying to hide. The last thing that Robert Mitchum did. So Robert Mitchum was originally going to be in the film Tombstone with Val Kilmer, uh, Kurt Russell, and what happened was he was dying of emphysema. So he did the narration. 1879, the Civil War is over and the resulting economic explosion spurs the great migration west. Farmers, ranchers, prospectors, killers and thieves seek their fortunes. Cattle drovers turn cow towns into armed camps with murder rates higher than those of modern day New York or Los Angeles. Out of this chaos comes legendary lawman Wyatt Earp, retiring his badge and gun to start a peaceful life with his family. Earp's friend, John Doc Holliday, a southern gentleman turned gunman and gambler, also travels west, hoping the dry climate will relieve his tuberculosis. Silver is discovered in Arizona. Tombstone becomes queen of the boom towns, where the latest Paris fashions are sold from the backs of wagons. Attracted to this atmosphere of greed, over 100 exiled Texas outlaws band together to form the ruthless gang recognized by the red sashes they wear. They emerge as the earliest example of organized crime in America. They call themselves the Cowboys. That's the last thing Robert Mitchum did in 1993. So Robert Mitchum, yeah, that booming voice, so amazing. Check out Thunder Road, the song, trust me. It's it's 
it's interesting to listen to. He had he had a really good singing voice too. And today he would have been a hundred and hundred and well, hundred and four. Happy birthday, Robert Mitchum, you silver tongue devil, as Janis Joplin would say. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>